Sometimes we have a misconception about the people of faith in the Bible and perhaps even here, chapter 11 of Hebrews. Um, again, they're not superheroes. Uh, they're not in the hall of faith because they had done great things for God. It is God who does great things. God is the only hero of, of uh, Hebrews 11. He's the only hero really in the Bible. And these folks simply believed and followed him. And God uses very flawed people to accomplish his works. And just kind of a rundown through some of these. You know, we looked at Noah a few weeks ago, but Noah, he got stone cold drunk after coming out of the ark. Abraham lied about Sarah, his wife, to save his own skin and lied twice. Jacob, a known deceiver, lied to his own father to get the family blessing. Moses murdered an Egyptian. Rahab was a prostitute. Now, let me just comment there. Why, why does the author of Hebrews need to add the prostitute to Rahab's name? Why not just Rahab? Because God is pleased with faith. And it doesn't matter who you are or what you have done. Turning to the Lord by faith, that is what pleases and commends us to God. That is true for the Rahabs of the world. And it is true, verse 33, for the Gideons, the Barracks, the Samsons, the Jephthahs, and the Davids. And these guys were the elite sinners. Gideon, after a great victory, made a golden ephod, that's a, a priestly-like garment, and he set it up in his village, and people worshipped it. It was a snare to Gideon's family. Samson, wow, massive sexual dysfunction, even sleeping with the enemy. Jephthah vowed to sacrifice to God the first thing that came out his door of his house after a great military victory, and the first thing out of his house was his daughter. And then there's David, the adulterer and murderer. Now, all these people were people of faith, but they were also guilty of great failure. They were sinners like you and me. And here's, here's the point. Uh, this does not mean that we can, we can live like we want, and then with a little faith, God will commend us. That's not the point of this. The point is that these were not perfect people. Being people of faith does not mean we're going to attain some higher moral um, plateau than others, and then God will commend us. You know, from their weakness and from their bumbling, they, they stepped out believing um, God's promises, seeing him who's invisible, believing uh, the word of the Lord. God, God does what he says, and he rewards those who seek him. That was what their faith was about, the heart of their faith. And that is why they were commended by God. And the same is true for us. We, we're all messed up. But what pleases God, what commends us to God and even gets us into the hall of faith is faith. Not doing great things for God, but believing great things about him. He is Lord. He is faithful to his word. And he has promised tremendous reward to those who seek him. This is what's at the heart of, of biblical faith. And so living by faith is not a matter of looking within, but looking beyond ourselves. 
to him. And specifically, as we think about uh, the, the book of Hebrews, it is specifically looking to Jesus Christ. He is the promise of God. The whole book of Hebrews is about Jesus. And so we want to ask, okay, so I, I, I trust Christ and I trust the promises of Christ, what he's done for me. That's, that's, that's just at the heart and soul of, of what faith is. So what kind of life can I expect as I live by faith in, in Jesus? Can we expect great victories like we see uh, recounted for us in Hebrews 11? Well, yes, perhaps, sometimes. You know, our faith in Christ, yes, it, it does make us strong and it may bring very practical earthly help victories in, in battles of life. And we could go around and we could talk about, wow, I trusted the Lord and look what he did. There are stories absolutely like that in our lives and we should celebrate those. And the author of Hebrews is celebrating these stories. You know, by faith, the people crossed the Red Sea. By faith, the walls of Jericho came down. You know, these victories, you know, in all of these, the external circumstances were so massive and insurmountable. There was no way they could get beyond them. You don't just walk through parted waters. And I don't know any military manual that has as a procedure, you know, hey, go march around a city seven times and then blow trumpets and shout and the walls will come down. God's ways are often unique, unrepeatable, and just plain weird on the human level. You know, Gideon went to battle and he mustered 32,000 men. And God said, nah, it's too many. Whittle it down. And he did to 300. And God won a great victory with those few men against a much larger, well-equipped army. Again, God's ways may seem strange and unconventional, crazy even, but faith trusts him, not our abilities, but his person and his promises. In verses 33 to 35a, I mean, we, we just have this list of amazing things God does and did uh, in times of old uh, through those who put their faith in him. They, they conquered kingdoms. You can think of King David there. They enforced justice. These were the judges. They obtained promises. They stopped the mouths of lions. You know, that Daniel. And there were others who fought lions. Samson was one. They uh, quenched the power of fire. Who's that? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, David's friends, you know. Nebuchadnezzar threw him in the fire for not worshiping an idol. They escaped the edge of the sword. They were made strong out of weakness. Samson sure was. Uh, they became mighty in war, put armies to flight. Women received back their dead by resurrection. That's uh, referring uh, to resurrections that we know of in the Old Testament. One, Elijah raising uh, the, son of, uh, the dead son of the widow of Zarephath, and then Elisha raising the Shunammite's uh, son. Faith enables us to see God accomplish things beyond us for his glory and for our good and the good of others. But Hebrews 11 provides a needed reality check about faith. That the life of faith does not always lead to a victory narrative in this world. And so consider the tragedies of faith. That is the terrible things that can happen because of our faith. In verse 35b, 
Some were tortured, refusing to accept release. Now, they could have been released if they had renounced their faith, if they had turned their backs on God. Well, then they wouldn't have been tortured, right? But they refused, confident that they would rise again to a better life. You know, if, if they had recanted, they would have risen right then and there to the life that they had. They could have gone on with life on earth. But they had their eyes on something better in Jesus Christ. And so they said, no way. And the list just goes on. I mean, what horrendous things, mocking, flogging, chains, prison, stoned to death, sawn in two. Some think that uh, the prophet Isaiah was sawn in two. Killed with a sword, going about dressed in animal skins, destitute, afflicted, mistreated, wandering in deserts, mountains, dens, and caves. I mean, these people were all canceled by society. They, they lived as outcasts and some in abject poverty. Now, we must understand that these folks are of the same line of faith as those mentioned before in the victory stories. The author, Hebrews 35b, does not say, and some who did not have faith were tortured. It's not that they didn't have enough faith, but it's precisely because they did have faith that they suffered. This, this whole description of, of these folks who suffer flows from verse 33, who through faith. And this really turns on its head, this notion that faith is, is a magical formula that guarantees financial, physical, personal, and social success. This, this notion that faith uh, leads to a good life on earth, our best life now. In our small group a few years ago, we had a, a college-age student who told us about how uh, she would go to Barnes and & Noble, and um, whenever she saw Joel Osteen's books, uh, on display, she would gather them up and she would relocate them to the fiction section. <laughs> Joel Osteen, your best life now. The health and wealth gospel is a false gospel. Try giving that book to these people. What an insult. There may be and there will be great victories by faith, but we can also get killed by faith. Some escaped the edge of the sword, others were leveled by it. And their faith was not inferior. It was because of their faith in God that they suffered. You know, sometimes God delivers his people through their faith. Other times God sustains them in their faith while they suffer terribly. A parent of a 14-year-old child that was killed in a church shooting uh, in Texas a few years ago, said, quote, you always think the safest place for your kid will be the church. We tend to think that way, but faith is sometimes the most dangerous path in earthly terms. Well, that is certainly what we see in Hebrews for some. But notice what is said of these who suffer. Two things. Uh, verse 39 uh, it's really, uh, the author speaking of all of these, those who are victorious uh, and those who suffer, all were commended through their faith. Commended. They, in other words, they pleased God. He was delighted with them. You know, faith is what got them into chapter 11, the hall of faith. But of these who suffered, there's, there's something particularly said of them. 
verse 38, of whom the world was not worthy. And when God's people suffer and are rejected, um, ill-treated, made fun of, God is giving the world a gift that it does not deserve. He is gracing the world, showing the world through his faith-filled ones that he himself is better than life. He is the treasure worth hanging on to at all cost. You know, I believe in God's sovereign wisdom and orchestration of the universe. Um, and sometimes, and what a mystery, we don't understand this. But sometimes he allows his people to endure incredible, difficult circumstances. And some of you are in that place right now. Maybe you're not being tortured for your faith, but maybe you are being mocked and canceled because of it. Or perhaps you come from an abusive or broken home situation, or you're having a tough time raising your kids. Maybe you're handicapped, strapped by financial failure, or beaten down by ill health, lack of meaningful work, love that is cold, friends who don't come around anymore. And you can hear the mocking the whisperings of the world and of the devil, if God was good, you would have it better. It's the whisperings that tell you to cash it in. Turn on Jesus. He isn't worth it. He's failed you. But you are not cashing it in. You're staying true to Jesus, clinging to him, and what you're, what you're doing before a watching world is demonstrating the preciousness of faith that holding on to the, the all-surpassing value of knowing Jesus Christ, he's the better treasure, that his grace is sufficient when there's little else. And I don't say this in some flippant way so that you'll just kind of buck up. But... For those of you who are in a weak place and are enduring by faith in Jesus, you're standing against the mocking of the world that tells you to chuck it all, but you're not. We are not worthy of you. This world is not worthy of you. You are God's gift to us, showing the preciousness of the Lord Jesus Christ to whom you are holding on to by faith. Now here's the plea of the book of Hebrews. Don't throw away your confidence. Your confidence in Jesus. It will be richly rewarded. Hang on. Because he who is coming will come quickly and will not delay. And from the hand of Jesus, you will receive all that God has promised to those who are weak, yet by faith endure. Verse 39 speaks of how all these did not receive what was promised, since God had provided something better for us, that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. Well, the great reward is still to come. It's the party at the, end, at the end of the world. 
when we see Jesus and we walk together with him in a better country, a heavenly one, and in the city that God has prepared for us. But until then, the story is not finished. Hebrews 11, it is still being written. And Christian, you and I, we are part of this same line of faith with these folks. We're part of this larger story of God that he is working out in history, showing through triumphs and trials the beauty of faith that treasures Jesus Christ above everything else. And so like these folks in Hebrews 11, see him, trust him, Whether God handles you tenderly or gives you over to suffering, as John Piper says, with death-defying passion, love him, trust him. He is better than anything this world can promise, and he is better than anything death and suffering can take from us. Yet a little while and the coming one will come. He will not delay, but my righteous one will live by faith. Trust who God is. Believe what he has promised. Amen.